this is what we're going to do. Uh, I want to welcome everybody to Community Conversations. And uh, this is an opportunity for an audience members to jump into conversations in real time to create a conversation instead of what we usually do, which is a static interview that you can go back to and consume at a later time. Uh, so, but this will also be available for later consumption later for anybody who didn't come or if you want to use this as a chance to uh, just check back in on some of the things that we say tonight or some of the answers that we deliver and um, it's going to be really good. Okay, so today we're discussing hiring, retaining and training Gen Z rising stylists. I'm accompanied by the incredible Diana Barbaro. She is the director of the Paul Mitchell School in New York City, as well as Sammy Heffron, who is my partner, wife, and acting as moderator tonight. All right, so how are you doing today, Diana? I'm really good, Rob, thank you. Excited well, to have this conversation with you. What's up? I said I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, me too. I've been, I'm, I, you know, I, I've started to see some more stuff like this happen. I mean, I know people go live, but um, doing a live interview is something that uh, we haven't really done. I did one with um, Patrick Warneri. He is the owner of the the, uh, the the Salon Professional Academy here in DC. And um, so I'm excited to expand on this and talk about the topics that we normally talk about on the show. And uh, that is and figuring out this, these expectation gaps between uh, the different, uh, the salon owners and these uh, new stylists coming up. So who better but to talk to than you? So would you give us a little bit, like what are you, what is your day to day? Tell us about your role and how you've been doing it uh, for anybody who doesn't know who you are. I am the director at Paul Mitchell School NYC. So I'm blessed to hold that position. Um, I have worked in the Paul Mitchell School in New York since 2013, so almost 11 years. And since my time there, I have been a learning leader, which is a cosmetology instructor in every avenue of the school. Um, now I run the day-to-day -day operations for the school, the team, the training. Um, I work as a placement leader and build a lot of really great relationships that we have um, with the salon owners in the community. So I have a lot of experience from teaching the future professionals and as well as on the business end of actually running a business and having really good relationships with salon owners. So I have, you know, both, both sides there. Awesome. So, so you're hearing it from both sides. You're hearing from the students. This is what I want. I need this. Why can't I get this? What's why, why haven't I found this? And then you got the salon owners basically, are they basically saying the same thing? Is there just like this disconnect that you're seeing still? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. So what we'll do is uh, we'll start off. Uh, we, we had some people submit some questions and um, we're going to just start off by checking out some of these questions. Um, Diana did, <clears throat> Diana did give, uh, give, give us a chance to send these questions to the students and come back with answers. So the first person is Hair by Dom, and I just wanted to see if she's available to come on. Uh, we're gonna give shoot her an invite. And, uh, and uh, while we're waiting, uh, we, uh, I was talking to her, and she's a salon owner from, from, uh, from Florida, and she asks, what struggles do students have with salon owners? So let's see, she doesn't look like she's uh, available tonight. So 
do you have the answers in front of you or should I read them? Um, I, I, I know that answer is actually okay. quite hard. What is the answer to this question? What struggles do students have with salon owners? So the big, biggest challenge I feel like is that they feel that they don't have a close enough relationship, like that that communication isn't there. So basically the expectations and how they're feeling are not basically aligning. So they would like to have more one-on-one -on -one time with the salon owner, better communication to understand like what the systems are like and what they're supposed to be doing. And um, a lot of times I think that they get hired and then they don't really see the owner because they're training with different stylists. So I think the disconnection there is that, um, you know, if the owner isn't available because we you know owners are, are very busy, like me and you have discussed this before, um, setting, maybe setting a designated person in charge of your training system. Something. Okay. So uh, just to kind of dig into this a little bit more, um, you know, the the challenge of not being uh, being around or uh, feeling like you have some sort of guidance. And uh, I also see in the, the answer that you sent to me had to do with um, they aren't they aren't a lot of open communication. OK, there's not a lot of open communication. So on the communication side, um, it does sound like salon owners need to kind of tap into rising stylists and have a little bit more conversations with them. Um, I did, I did discover this uh, news piece that I, that I read for uh, the hairdresser strong news last week. And it was a study about how these kids are going to leave you. If you don't give them this mentorship, if you don't, if you don't check in with them on a regular basis and give them a pathway to success, but it also put an onus on the rising stylists or on employees in general who want this from their employee employers. And the advice was to reach out and grab it, you know, go to your salon and ask them, uh, Hey, can I have regular meetings? Uh, how often are we going to have classes, you know, asking these questions and, um, and if they don't get the answers, then it makes sense that maybe that's not the place for them. Uh, what type of uh, responsibility do the, uh, do the students believe that they have when it comes to getting that type of feedback and, and uh, interaction with their bosses? Do they think that, hey, if it's not there, it'll never be there? Or, you know, can you answer to that, speak to that? So they may be a little, little bit nervous to ask too. So since they're not told, you know, they're not as straight, you know, forthcoming on what, what they want and what they aren't happy with. They'll just kind of like, one of the questions is why do they ghost you? If they feel uncomfortable, they're just, they're out, you know? So we talk to them too and let them know like questions that they should be asking. So before taking a job during the interview, like what are some questions that you would ask during an interview to find out these answers so that you already know ahead of time. Um, but yeah, we, we need to, let them know that these are things that they need to speak up to and ask as well. All right. So we got um, the next quest set of questions is from the beauty pro coach. If uh, the beauty pro coach, I believe, yep, you're on there. What's up? Uh, we're going to invite her to come on right now. So let's give her a second to join. Hey, oh, what's hi. up? <laughs> I accidentally press the button and so that was that expression so hi how you doing <laughs> uh well thanks so much for coming on the show 
uh, could you let all of our viewers as well as Diana know, um, you know, just real, real high level, what it is that you do and your position and as how it pertains to the conversation of hiring, retaining and training uh, Gen Z rising stylists? Yeah, so really quickly, I am a salon and spa owner. I'm also an internationally certified life coach as well as a podcast host. And, you know, I find as an owner, a lot of the, the next generation, they have a very limited span of, you know, you up to hook them. And so um, I, I sent in some of the questions, but I know for me in my salon, and please give me your blessing if this is good. But what we like to do is have like an extended interview kind of that we call a shadow program. And so a student will have their interview with us to see like, you know, if they're going to join the team and then they'll spend like a couple hours with us just kind of scoping it out, seeing what we do, seeing the desk, seeing the stylist work. If they want to hand a couple foils to them, they can. But what do you think about something like that? I think that's amazing. Rob and I spoke about this on one of our past interviews. It makes them feel so much more comfortable because then they, they get to be in that environment and they get to feel what it's like. So this way, before you invest too much in them and they invest too much in you if it's not a good fit at that point you could just you know not go through the whole process of hiring them and them not showing up I have, anymore i have a question about that do you think that um, my my concern like i love the idea of having a longer interview process uh, a chance for us to get to know each other a little bit better before we say i do you know so like but what kind of i'm a little concerned about pushback from a long like, because I have seen some complaints online and I, they are not big. So I don't know what, you know, you would say, Diana. And, and if you had any experience with this, um, what, what would, what would you say to that? Like, are there, is there, is there, would there be pushback from a longer interviewing process? Cause then they got to go and they got a shadow. Imagine if all the salons that they wanted to work mm -hmm. at adopted this process and they got this like multiple visit interview process, which is not uncommon in the top, you know, corporations in the, in America, uh, if not the world where you have to go through like, you know, six rounds of interviews and take tests and all this stuff. Um, can you, uh, I would curious to hear both of you from your different angles and experiences, what you think about that when I put it into that context? Do you want to go first? Well, I, I'll share my experience. Like we do that for, us and I think the team really benefits greatly from it because it keeps them on their toes right but I will say we have never been able to hire a student that has done the shadow program for whatever reason the student has a great time they love it and they really love the experience but I never see them again interesting so, yeah but we keep doing it because you just you never know. <laughs> we just keep doing it. But um, what do you think that is, Diana? Um, so I'm very surprised that you yeah. said that. I feel like it, they definitely would want to come being in that environment because it's almost like it's less nerve wracking because 
it's it, they're not fully starting they mm -hmm. can kind of go there be themselves get get the vibe of the salon and build that connection with you and the rest of the team members which will then make them feel less uncomfortable because you know starting new jobs could be scary enough mm -hmm. so like a practice run so i feel like that would be great um also i know a lot of people do technical interviews so usually mm -hmm. it'll then you do a technical interview so it's almost similar to doing the technical interview because you don't want to just hire someone and then you know their technical skills aren't there either so you can kind of learn to see you know how how quickly do they move how quickly do they pick things up i mean i think it's an amazing idea mm -hmm. i'm not sure why that didn't help you because i keep doing it yeah, <laughs> because you will find the right person yeah. but i know that our future professionals love that kind of thing and would um, sorry would you say that you've had a lot you've seen a lot of students talk to you and tell you that they've they've gone and done these longer interviewing processes and they like it yeah. or yes, they do they do they like okay. it yes awesome well uh so christine some of your uh questions you asked were what is your biggest motivator is it money satisfaction helping people etc and uh, Diana, do you have that answer in front of you, or do you, no. uh, do you okay. want me to read it? I have it. I mean, if I leave anything out, then okay. I read it. So the biggest motivator for them was making people feel good. So it's not to get rich. It was making people feel good and like feeling good about themselves, like they're contributing to an industry, making a difference in the world, and um, them feeling like they're accomplished, like mm -hmm. accomplishing things and you know, being able to do what they love. So was, I thought that it was a really nice answer. And the next question was about what makes an ideal boss. And uh, just to keep it kind of uh, sweet and direct to the point, it was all about mentorship. Is, is there anything that you would want to add to that, Diana? Or is that pretty much the gist of it? So they want to continue to learn. They're not opposed to learning. And I know a lot of the other questions kind of will contain some of these answers, but um, they definitely, they want to learn, they want to grow, they want to feel like they're advancing and moving up. So they're looking for someone that's willing to mentor them, that, that they could look up to, that they want to learn from, um, and just like connect with. Awesome. And uh, let's see, one of the other questions uh, is, besides technical technique and education, what's the one thing you want to learn at your new salon? You got that answer on I, you? I remember them talking about that they were super interested in learning about business. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like okay. That's what I have here. Yeah. Okay. Like business as in what um, What regard? Like the, the new hourly rate that we charge the clients or product cost or how to even put a salon? Like what do they, what do they mean so by that? So a lot of them want to be salon owners in the future. So they feel like being able to learn about everything, how the salon runs successfully will help them in their career. Um, so yes, like inventory, ordering, you know, even the front desk. And I know that's one of the questions that came up. They kind of want to learn the operation, the salon operations and what goes into it. So maybe this is just me, but whenever we get a new hire, you know, they, we, they always Always want to go to the front desk first which i totally get it it makes sense they want to learn it from the top to the bottom right but if for me what we do is if you're already licensed you just graduated school you're ready to get in there start doing hair 
people, let's get you doing hair. Like we'll leave the front desk stuff for last because that's, that's like a money hub. There's very, there's little to no room for error with that. What do you have to say about that? The order of things with that? Um, I'm definitely not opposed to not doing the front desk. Like you said, if they're licensed to do hair, I think it's nice to learn, you know, if they have to fill in or answer the phone, but like, like you're saying, I would have them concentrate on actually right. that hands-on and getting behind the chair because that would be the main goal. Right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And if anybody wants to see Christine, that she is can be found at the Beauty Pro Coach uh, on Instagram. Bye. Uh, thank you. <laughs> How do I get off? <laughs> She's removing you right now. All yeah. right, bye. It's so nice to talk to you. Thank you. You too. Thanks. You're welcome. One more time. There we go. There we go. Got it? Okay. I, I believe so. It's not getting okay. you off. Okay, let me go away and I'll come back. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. All right, we have somebody that has requested to join. Uh, Maria. And I... I think it's Ehaz or Ejaz. You can sit, let us know. I want to accept you and bring you into the room. Our, our graduates. Awesome. Uh, and uh, let's see. Try one more time. Let's see. Are you still on? All right. I, I did also invite some salons to come on. Um, and I'm pretty sure. See, I don't know. Let me move this thing around. Oh, well. While um, while we're getting a Maria on, and um, I just want to go through a couple of other of the other questions that Christine was asking. Uh, uh, she declined. Maria declined. Okay, so some of the other questions that she had asked were: uh, What determines whether you stay at your ideal salon home for the long term? Do you want to answer that one, or do you want me to read the answer? You could read it. We'll switch it up, and then okay. I'll. All right, so the answer from the students was they want to feel like they are part of a team in a salon with a good atmosphere and culture, healthy work environment that is fun and not stressful. They are looking for enough pay to not have to struggle. They would love benefits of vacation time. They want to be treated fairly, no favoritism, want the team and coworkers to be nice to them and teach them. They want a place that has a good amount of walk-ins that will help them grow the clientele. They want a lot of education and explanation of why they should do the task the way they are asked to or know the theory behind what they are doing. Um, so I feel like if you go into a college, like a university, say a law school, and you go to the students who have not already figured out where they're going to work and you ask them what do they want, then you're going to get, you know, they're going to get a you're going to get a list of things that that they want. But at the end of the day, they get, they're not going to get everything on that list. So if you're a salon owner and you're listening, and Diana, please like jump, correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, I don't believe that just because you're hearing that this is what they all want doesn't mean that you necessarily have to like deliver on every single one of those things. Would you care to uh, contradict that or agree with that or add to that or something? Yeah. So those were comments from a bunch of different people so I think that each person is you know looking for something that they want the most so if you're able to accommodate 
what that person wants the most, then you'll be easier. For, it'll be easier for you to retain them. So if that person wants education, then you're going to tailor that experience on education. If um, that person wants to, sometimes people just are happy with like shampooing hair and just making, you know, making good money, making good tips and not, you know, so much on growing like as fast. And then some people just, they want to be behind the chair quicker. So everybody is kind of a little bit different, but that's like a synopsis of everything that they were saying. Uh, and there's another, there's another point here that says, um, they're talking about, uh, they want, oh, the whole thing about, they want to know why. I've been hearing that more, more, more and more. It's like, they want to know why everything, you know? They do. So it's called, we call it at Paul Mitchell, what's in it for me. So everybody wants to know why like we do it. Every time you teach a lesson, you have to let them know why is it so important for you to pay attention to this lesson right now? Like, what are you going to get out of it? So that's, that's the biggest thing that they want to know is why, like, why do they have to do it? Why are they doing it? Why does it work? Why doesn't it work? They, they want to know. Okay. So, um, uh, on that, I just want to, I want to make a statement. And then I want you to tell me what's wrong with it, what or or something else. I want you to respond to the statement. This is something that I personally feel, uh, as well as I've gotten from salon owners. And if anybody wants to come on, uh, I know Ruby Divine. She said that you would you might be interested. Uh, anybody else, Maria Elizabeth? Uh, if anybody else wants to come, just look in the bottom of your screen. There's a little like camera with a plus sign in it, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. There's there's a camera with a plus sign. Click on that and request to join, and we're we're gonna get you on. Uh, so, okay, what's up, Ruby? Do you want to jump in now? So we'll send you an invitation, Ruby. Um, while we're getting Ruby on, I just want to say make the statement. Okay. A salon owner, a senior stylist, a trainer. Hey, what's up, Ruby? How you doing? Hey, you I'm just setting up. I gotta set up my little Instagram uh, TikTok corner over here with some lights. Uh, yeah. Love that. Yes. Yes. That's what the kids do, right? Yeah. Uh, so I don't really have like much input per se. I'm just kind of listening and doing business myself. But I think it's just like um, validation from what you guys are saying. We chatted recently at that networking thing that we did about a lot of these topics. So I'm like really kind of listening in and, and hearing for like elaboration on kind of some of those same things that we were talking about. It's interesting to hear about the business because I, uh, what I feel like is happening and, and maybe this could be a way to elaborate kids, the, the, the newer ones are being very emboldened by social media without a lot of follow through or context, I believe in the information that's being fed to them. And so I, I literally had this conversation with one, a junior stylist. She was very proud. I do a lot of coaching in my salon and I speak very clear to that because I do believe that as hairstylists, a lot of us that are creative minded, uh, naturally, we're not necessarily money motivated. We're not organized. I was watching actually another TikTok of this, this coach that talks about filling your books and she was kind of harsh in some of the language and underestimating the fact that a lot of us are neuro spicy and all of these things that make it difficult for us to do things that are like neurotypical in the way that we are processes and stuff like that, right? So this girl sits across from me and she said, I wanna be a six figure hairstylist. And I was like, fantastic, cool. And then she, we continue on with the coaching session and she leans in and she goes, can I ask you something? What, what does that even mean to be six figure hairdresser? <laughs> And dead serious, sweetest little thing. Like it was so sweet, but like, again, 
I think that kind of comes back to what I was saying. They're being emboldened by a lot of information with very little context and a lot of that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. So as great as social media is, there also has its setbacks. Right. So you know, I uh, that this is a conversation, Diana. We're talking before uh, the show to prepare, and uh, I would I had brought that up that what I'm, I'm I've started to discover recently is that like if you ask a young person with little to no experience what they want, then they want whatever they've been told that they should want, and they're being told what they should want on social media. So it does make sense that their expectations are significantly higher than what salon, salon owners are, are coming to me stressed out about all these expectations. But I'm, I'm starting to realize and hone in um, on it. And I just actually saw some data uh, from our industry recently that, that shows that what they primarily want is a culture that's not toxic. Basically, like Diana talks about it all the time, be nice to them have 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 like a system that you can refer to even if it's like a on one piece one piece of paper like something that they can kind of like kind of go back to and look at when they thinking about their future and then they want education and training and and you know money wasn't at the top of that list and uh so i think it's really interesting that I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because i do think it's important for us to acknowledge that we're talking we're collecting data from a group of people that have had that their most of their experiences vicariously through others and through social media and social media is can be a little toxic you know it's like you know people go on out there to air their stuff and then there's other people that you know they're social media folk that want to get more followers and engagement. So they kind of grab onto these conversational pieces that get the most like vigorous uh, responses because they're, uh, they're, their engagement's so much higher. So, so what we're really talking about here is kind of sifting through all the noise, but that's a, large, that's a high expectation of a young person who doesn't have the experience. I was talking to, uh, uh, to an apprentice and they were telling me they stopped using social media because it made them feel so bad about themselves and I, and that this happened when they're like 16 years old, 16, 17 years old. And I asked them, I was like, well, fast forward into the future a few years, you got a full book, you're fully on the floor and uh, you've got a clientele, you can move out of your mom's house. And so, cause that's something that she said was really important to her. And uh, do you still feel like watching other people's lives being better than yours? Uh, would that really make you feel that way? She's like, actually, no, when I think about it, no, actually. So I do think that there's gonna be some aha stuff. So I think having these conversations is really important so that we can both all go back into our respective communities and uh, communi communicate this stuff so that hopefully we can ease the burden on the salon owners and the stress of them that are getting asked this stuff that they've never really been asked before. And also on the young people to know like, you know, that what what it actually takes to get what you want. And that requires like a lot more work than it seems like uh, social media is saying you could be a six figure hairdresser working two days a week, you know, and I don't know. So anyway, sorry, I just went on a little. Think, do you think Diana, Diana, correct? Do you think that there's correlation to that? Because that is something that we chatted about as well. Uh, I've heard I've heard dramatically and drastically different expectations as far as what a full-time schedule is for people that are coming out of, you know, just coming into the industry. Do you have any feedback for that? No, I think I do agree with you. And I think, and I think it's beautiful that people have big dreams for mm -hmm. starting a 
So I'm not definitely not saying anything about that. But like you're saying, when you see all these advertisements on Instagram and, you know, follow me and like subscribe to this and I could teach you how to make all this money and work three days, that is very enticing to people mm -hmm. and they may get sucked into that area and not realize how much hard work it is in order to get there. So we try to teach them that, but that you have a very, very good, because I, I see posts like that all the time. And I mean, I, I don't look at them, but. But, you're, but I guess, I, I'm sorry, I, I miss, miss asked, I guess, at your school, do you guys have conversations? And are there, is there actual hard, like, are there numbers being given or requested by your students? Do you notice, like, students that expect a certain um, work schedule or no, whatever? I think that this generation, it's a, they do want like to have a work-life balance. So they're excited about going into work, but I think they don't want to just like jump right into full-time not everyone some people do but i think that it's a lot too it's also probably with social media and just the, the way that the world is now that people don't want to feel like they're taken advantage of and people want to enjoy their life and it's like a lot of mental health stuff too so i think like that maybe trying to avoid like burnout but very early on and you know i guess not have so much so much stress mm -hmm. so working less hours and then they have more time to I guess enjoy themselves I will but, say I've noticed yeah. that like incentivizing like there's no incentive better than just a, a day off like not even a paid non-paid day off is like the highest prize on the totem pole and it's like it's shocking for those of us that like up until very recently you know I pride myself in saying that I would work 54 hours behind the chair not addition not including completely excluding any travel international education and all of these things and I, I i will say i know for those of us that that come from the this background this old old school mentality it's like it feels sometimes like the expectation is to work less but have this receive the same reward and that's where the conflict and it's hard not to be a little defensive and be you know and it's hard to have compassion and patience for people um in those scenarios but i definitely i definitely say again yeah a, a, a day off is like priceless it's so funny i'm like so i'm like my my initial reaction is like do you just want to tell your friends you have a job <laughs> that's what i that's what it feels like in the moment but I, again like the, the whole balance and i'm a very like i think a lot of us the reason why we're here at eight o'clock the monday before a holiday weekend is because we're obsessed with this industry. Yeah. We're obsessed on moving this industry and we love it so much that we can't imagine ever trying to avoid being a part of it. Mm -hmm. And so that's just gonna be a conflict that's gonna be like forever a divider, I think for us. And yeah, stop, stopping, slowing down, having compassion that not everybody else's goal is gonna be the same as yours is, is a, one of the toughest parts about being a salon owner. <laughs> Some people that do want that and are willing you know, to work as hard as they have to to get it. And there are people that, that love it. And those are the people that are going to stand out. And that's, you just have to, unfortunately, it, sometimes it takes a while to find like that right fit, that right person. And that's everyone, right? There's mm -hmm. people struggling to, you know, hire people and, you know, keep them working there. It's, it's everywhere. And it's, it's probably every industry too. Like the other people that I know that aren't even hairdressers, I don't know why but if you want to work there's so many jobs available we have more salons that are 
caring, then I have future professionals, you know, I'm okay. So, I mean, the opportunities are there. We just have to find the right people that are your opportunity. Well, I appreciate your guys' time. I did want to chime in. I don't know if anybody cares about, somebody was asking about social media tips for young, young people starting out. Do you guys have any, like, I was like, I think that's kind of like a, what I notice in my salon, the conflict when I'm talking to the younger girls is, I say girls because that's what I have. Younger people is that um, they are, I feel like it's fun to make, even I'm guilty of it, making a meme or doing something funny on my port, on my platform because my platform is speaking to a specific audience, which is other hairdressers and other, you know, people. I, I don't know if this is valuable or if you guys agree with me. The biggest standout that I notice that I'm constantly coming back and coaching back to say your uh, Instagram, especially your social media, your TikTok, it needs to be a portfolio and that's what your major concentration needs to be. It's nobody's going to care as much if you can do a dance. Sure, throw that in because it's fun and it's your personality, but ultimately clients need to be able to utilize your platforms as a working portfolio to be able to recognize whether or not you could do the hair that they want to get done. And I don't know if that's I, helpful. I, 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 <laughs> I, we um, actually use a platform called Canvas yeah. Me. Yeah, it's really good for them for their portfolio. So we push that, but we do push, you know, also let them know um, that want to get clients, start posting everything that you're taking clients now while you're in school and really put yourself out there, establish your brands and what you want to be. And it's definitely very valuable to have that visual to show. You could say that you know how to do anything with hair, but you have to be able to show your work that you actually can and that's what's going to make you stand out yeah so, but yes definitely it should always be appropriate and portfolio professional they have to have a separate instagram for their own personal use if you know they're trying to post other things yeah yeah i meant a portfolio for clients for potential clients yeah. but that makes sense i love canvas me i think it's a super great platform and it's not used enough i don't think yet we need to get that more used by hairdresser, hair salon owners, especially for looking for younger people. Cause it's cool. I've seen like the, the walkthrough of how it's used. Okay. Well, I'm gonna let you guys go. I'm going to go back to watching in the background and doing some more orders on Cyber Monday. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank, thank you. All right. Well, uh, there she goes. Um, so, uh, thank you so much Ruby for coming on. Uh, if anybody else wants to come on, we can uh, just click on, there's a little, a little click of a camera or a square with a plus sign in it. Uh, just go ahead and request to join and we'll bring you on. If you have a question, you can type it in the chat. Um, I did want to add my one uh, idea for a rising stat. Anybody looking to use social media, uh, we do, we're like, in the neighborhood that I'm in, in Georgetown, uh, there's a lot of different businesses. So uh, by going around to the different businesses and taking pictures of models, uh, getting their hair done at the salon and then getting a cocktail at the bar and then maybe hanging out at the hotel and getting all those businesses to collaborate and agree to share those pictures across your both of your uh, platforms or your networks, that has shown to create uh, network power to get a greater expansion of your of visibility. So anyway, that was my my little my idea. Like <laughs> collab collaborator, right? Yeah, I'm all about the collaboration because my network can be drastically bigger if I team up with you and then you can get the same benefit for me like you get mine i get yours we share business 
Um, I just wouldn't do it with another hairdresser, you know, <laughs> unless it was like, uh, I'm a cutter and you're a colorist, but otherwise I'm going to do those type of collaborations where when my customers come to visit me, um, they can also like, oh, hey, I saw that video you did. That cafe down the street looks awesome. I'm going to go there uh, after I words. Where I came early, I'm going to run down the street to that cafe or whatever. And then vice versa. It's like, oh, my gosh, that hair looks so good. It's just up the street from my favorite cafe. It's, it's definitely all about networking, getting your name out there in the business and in the community. And that's, that's something that I really enjoy is um, – you know, meeting different people in the community, different professions. And then I'm actually part of this referral club, Richmond um, Referral Source, and it's actually been really awesome. And we all refer each other clients, basically. And, you know, you get to learn all about other people in different industries and, like, the ways that they do business. And it just really works out well. And you know that you could trust people when you make these referrals because you actually know them. Nice. So definitely out. Okay, so I have just saw Maria Elizabeth just joined, and uh, Maria, would you be interested in coming on? We're going to send you an invite. If you don't want to the invite, then uh, you can just type your question in the chat, uh, but you're about to get it right now. We just sent it to you. So we'll see if she's interested in coming on and joining us, and uh, we'll see. Uh, um, all right, while we're up, there she is. Hello. Hi. How are you? Where are you at? Say that again. Okay, so apologies, but um, I am actually at um, Jose Andre's Bazaar um, for dinner, but I didn't want to miss this. And so uh, my fiance is out at the rest uh, room, and I wanted to just check in and see what's going on. Awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, did you want to? Do you want to ask one of your questions? Did you want to ask one okay. of your questions? Well, I had a couple of questions, um, and then I was thinking of a couple of more on the way over. And I think one of the questions was like, "What is the number one thing that um, young professionals are looking for as they enter um, the industry in a salon? Like, what what do they want um, from the the salon that they are hopefully going to be um, hired by?" So they I think we're having some uh, some sound issues. Um, I I think it, I I don't think it's your camera. I think it's because the background noise and Maria's on your camera. So, uh, Marie, would you type your questions in and we'll uh, we'll answer them? Can't hear you. We're gonna send her a message. Okay. We'll give her a second to jump off. I actually moved somebody on accident. Okay. So while we're waiting for that. Um, Maria, can you I'm trying to figure it out real quick. Sorry, folks. All right. Yeah, we're going to need to ask Maria. Yeah, we're moved. Well. 
How do you do it? How do we get her to remove from the video? Huh? All right. Okay. So, um, can you hear me? Everyone fine? Can everyone hear me fine? Okay. Hear you. Okay. All right. Uh, did you want to uh, answer that question? Yeah, they definitely, they, they want a place that they know they're going to grow. They want to learn. They want to feel like they're like increasing their, on their talent and what they want to do. Um, definitely like the, the biggest thing is they really, really want somebody that's going to invest in them that they're going to learn from a person that's successful that they could look up to. Yeah, totally. And then I also had, um, one of her other questions. Um, can you pull, I'll pull it up right now. She sent me the messages and, uh, if you can hear us, Maria, then, um, you can type them in too, but she did send me the questions. So let me pull those up real quick. And anybody else who wants to jump on and now is a good time to do so. All right. So the question is, uh, how do you inspire rising stylists to become dedicated, not only to their craft, but also cultivating relationships with clients? Honestly, I feel like that's an easy question because we kind of teach that, but maybe not everyone does. Um, but with Paul Mitchell, we're all about like the community and giving back and like caring about people. So it kind of comes naturally. Um, we have systems that we set up though for, for connecting. So like we have, you know, steps that they, that they do like during the consultation and how they greet people and then the closing steps on how, how you end the service, right? So making sure that they're asking for people, they're asking people to rebook, they're thanking them so much for coming, asking them for referrals, just letting them know you have to value the customer, like letting the customer know that you value them. Like I, one of them said the other day, it was so nice. Like, I thank you so much for coming in. I really enjoyed like doing your hair today. Thank you so much for giving me that opportunity. And it's like, that's, that's really, I mean, it depends on how you look at it, but I thought that was like such a beautiful, such a beautiful response and, and the customer loved it. You know, we call them guests, but she, it just, it like was just a really nice thing to witness. So I feel like they do want connections. I feel like they want, they, that they're looking for connections. They want to feel, they want to feel like the customer values them, that the owner values them, that the other team members value them. So I think that that's something that shouldn't really be too hard well, for them to do. So, uh, you know, what I, what I try to do to uh, motivate uh, the people that work at our salon with the, specifically the younger generation, we have somebody at the front desk as well as an apprentice who are part of the Gen Z and uh, the same demographic that we're talking about here. And uh, my experience has been when it comes to service, I really appeal to their humanity. Yeah. Like I really, I really dig into being like, you know, someone's having a bad day, you know, or you have no idea what they went through to get here. Or I can't tell them I can't take them now, that even though they, this person just drove, drove 40 minutes to get here from the middle of nowhere. And there's no way I could turn around just because she's late. And she's late because there was like, there was like a bunch of construction that day and like a marathon or, you know, like being considerate of the person who's my customer is so important to me because I want them to consider me as a human as well. Even though at the end of the day, I'm still a service, their service provider. But like, I, I think that if that's how I do it, because I do feel like um, any of the younger group, 
they have a ve they're very interested in that they're very interested in um feeling like they're gonna feel more secure with their place in your salon if you're going up to them constantly and talking about uh that you have empathy for the people in your life even when they might cost you money you know like if someone has to cancel last minute for a keratin which i collect a deposit for but it's because their kid got in a car accident right you know like am i really, really gonna charge that person that deposit i mean some of you all might but like i i just can't do it now if this is like if they start adding up and you're like wait a minute didn't your aunt get in a car accident last time you know like if, that's a different story we're not talking about people abusing your empathy um so anyway that's that's how i would answer that question yeah um okay so does anybody else want to come on uh to get on here we we need to we need we have a couple other questions that we can ask but we wanted to see if anybody out there wants to come on and ask any of their questions you can also type your questions into uh the comment box below and uh you can ask your question we'll keep an eye out for it all right so while we're waiting for anybody to decide if they want to come on i got um i got some other questions for you all right, so this is a question that comes up a lot with the, all the other salon owners, not, like not all, but a lot of salon owners. They're in, it, this seems to have quieted down a little bit. As a matter of fact, um, the, when the topic is training, like the length of your training program, that came into such, such like a uh, hot topic. But I've noticed that I don't hear people complaining about that as much. And I don't hear when I go to visit the students that they actually are as worried about a longer training program. Uh, this was like a pre-COVID, maybe just after COVID, not really kind of thing. But the last couple of years, I've seen a lot more people. And I don't know, like one, do you are you seeing less students complaining about a training program? And two, uh, why do you think that is? So I think that that now they, they want to learn and they want to feel confident. Um, and I think that they would love to have the training program. So if it takes them a certain amount of time, also it's like people like clear directions and almost like what to expect. So if you tell me, okay, this is the training program and it's six months or it's 12 months and this is what you're going to learn again, telling them what's in it for them. Like what's the benefit of your tra training program. They're going to take that as basically like a free education and help them be confident to work in your salon behind the chair. Nice, nice, awesome. Uh, so question uh, out there for the audience, are there any rising stylists, uh, recent graduates uh, within the first year or so on the floor that would be willing to join in this conversation? Uh, we do have some folks down the, on the, on the, on, in the audience that would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you. So hi, if any of my future professionals are on, yeah, please. Yeah, don't be shy. Come on on. Come on. Well, this is a safe, safe place. We want to, we just want to hear from you and pick your brain and ask you questions. And, uh, because, and it can't be wrong answers because they're your answers. And that's what we're here to figure out is like, 
what where are you at where do you where do you stand so while people are while people are deciding whether they want to come on whether they're a rising stylist a salon owner or somebody else who wants to ask a question uh you can type it in or request to come join there's a little square kind of looks like an old school camera with a with a plus sign in it so just click on that okay next question um actually um Let's see. I feel like we've covered a lot of this stuff. So uh, as we wrap up here, we're kind of get we're coming up to the end here. Uh, Eight thirty is our cutoff. So the last ten minutes, I I saw in your email that you sent me when I sent you the questions. You sent me the responses. At the bottom, it says questions they want to know before working yes. at the salon. And uh, do you want to read those? Do you want me to read them to you, or you, however you want to do it? All right. Um, well, they want to know, so this kind of lines up to their expectations. They want to know, so like if you're a salon owner and you're listening to this, then it's important that you pay attention to this part because be ready with these answers during an interview. Maybe even talk about them on social media, maybe even post them on your website. If you have a really long, long training program, then maybe you should be broadcasting that about how amazing your long training program is and how much of a master you're gonna become. I think that's a really, really good uh, piece of advice. That is not for me. I, I heard that from somewhere on some podcast or YouTube channel I was listening to. It's so brilliant. It makes so much sense because at the end of the day, people are going to be influenced to come to see you if you they see you yes you have to become a content creator but that's that's not news um so anyway uh so it's i got how many days hours are you going to be are you going to give me as a schedule are you flexible if i need time off what kind of benefits or incentives do you offer when will i get paid what does your training program look like is your salon busy? How can I grow and advance here? What is your dress code policy? And what is your walk-in system look like? And how am I going to be able to build a clientele? All right. Do you want to uh, talk on any of those points? So I definitely have some some more things. I think this might be another community conversation, but I loved how you were talking about ways to attract future professionals or rising stylists. Like that's a whole another segment because I have lots of ideas on like, and I know how they get attracted or how how we end up placing our future professionals the way we do. Um, so that's that that was really good. But definitely you have to they have to know about the opportunity. So you have to be posting the opportunity that you're hiring. Um, this way they see that they're all over social media. So posting that and letting them see like even your salon atmosphere behind the scenes, what what's going on in your salon, why should they want to work there? But yeah, you have to let them know what's in it for them. Like why we know that, you know, they're, they're obviously going to be getting paid, but this is like their future. So they want to know what, what are they going to get out of it? Like what experience they're looking for an experience, you know, they want to know how, how, long it's going to take for them to get behind the chair what are they going to learn in the meantime when they do get behind the chair are they going to get walk-in clients or do you have to only bring in your own clients so it's just a lot of information because like you said they don't they don't really know as much you know when they're first starting out they really don't know what to expect and we teach it in school what to expect and you know we let them know and we we, sh we share our own 
um, you know, personal testimonies about the industry and how we became successful. But like you're saying, if they're seeing things on social media or they're hearing things from other people, that's probably what they're going to assume. But when you have that open line of communication and you guys interview each other, you know, it'll, the relationship will start off better. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So what, um, what do you think, uh, um, what was my, I had a question and it totally slipped away because I was listening to what you're saying and, and, um, I do believe that all of these, uh, all these questions that they have and all these things they want to know, they're all extremely reasonable. And, um, you know, the, I think, I think that for a long time, um, the salon owners had to focus on what, what they had to focus on. And now there's more put on to their plate. And I do think that that creates a, a space for people to complain. Complaints get amplified on social media and it turns into the toxic place that we were talking about is creating the problems for the salon owners. Yeah. So, uh, so I think it does definitely go both ways. And, um, and I do think, that I do think that salon owners should not be scared to uh, to just tell tell people, hey, this is our pro this is what we do, this is what to expect. If you can have an answer for all those questions, then you're going to get the people that want to work with you and at your place, right? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, do you have to change your business? No, you don't have to, but um, but you want to make sure that you at least are aware of what what the new workforce is going to be at least asking uh, of you and uh, you could wow them with an incredible like nice culture in place and like a training program and maybe not pay them as much you know like maybe maybe that there are trade-offs here it's like hey i i'm going to appeal to the people who uh really want uh really want a safe culture a safe space or i want to appeal to the people who really want to be the master at their craft you know if you're if you're trying to appeal to the people that you want them to know every single piece of the salon, you know, including from cleaning the bathrooms to checking people out, uh, book, doing payroll or whatever it is, like if that's what you want, then those are the people that you are need to be, uh, that, that you need to be holding out for them. And uh, the, the more restrictive you are in not out of uh, appealing to uh, these these desires, then the the longer it can wait for you to find that person that fits for you. Because I I also think that it's possible to find people who are interested in working in the old school environment. It's just it's getting fewer and fewer and far between. That's yeah. kind of what I've been seeing. I think too, there's a lot of options. So people want to they want to weigh like what benefits is your salon? Why should I work for you and not? the salon that's like three doors down from you, especially in New York, there's salons everywhere. So it, they're like in competition with hiring people to be honest with you, you know? So when we have a placement list and there's, there's a lot of them on there, but I'll just say there's 30, 30 salons on, the, on our placement list. And one person now they, we're going to narrow it down. Like we speak to them, we find out what exactly are you interested in? So we try to, kind of see where we think that they would be a great fit and then we would they would go into the interview and find out for themselves like we don't do that portion but it's gonna they're gonna choose the salon that's gonna better benefit them 
So this is totally touching on uh, what you said earlier when I mentioned how to attract people, how to attract rising stylists. Uh, you said that we should have another, a whole separate community conversation on the things we should do to attract uh, rising stylists into the salon. I think that that sounds like a great idea and uh, we, should def we should definitely do that. Are you down to do that? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, cool. So I think this is a great place to wrap it up. I want to thank you so much for your time. I very much value your time. I know you're a busy person. So thank you so much. Thank you. So Appreciate it. It was a great conversation. So definitely would love for whoever didn't want to say their questions out loud, like reach out to us. You could reach out to me directly at the beauty artist NYC, reach out to Rob. You know, we, we work very well together. So either one of us could get the answers to your questions. Absolutely. Yeah. Send us messages. We got your questions and, and uh, we will be uh, promoting and let, let you know the date of the next community conversation. I'm thinking it'll be after the new year. And uh, so you definitely want to tune in to see like, now that you've got all this information you've gone through and you've made, made some updates to your systems. Uh, now, now we're, now we're going to, then we're going to talk about how do you get, what are different ways to get people through your door to interview, etc. So I think that's going to be an awesome one. Yeah, I definitely love to hear like how things worked out for you guys or like challenges or um, definitely victories. I'd rather hear victories than challenges, but yes, like both just to see if, did you make adjustments? What worked for you and things like that? Yeah, totally. That sounds so good. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you everyone for coming on the show. Uh, definitely check out Diana and uh, definitely send her a, a DM. If you have any questions, you can send me any DMs. I can, I can hunt down the answers to those questions. And uh, until next time, I will see you all later. And thank you so much again, Diana. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you, Rob, for having me. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.